I Love Mortgage Brokering, Episode 6. Where the best mortgage brokers get better. I Love Mortgage Brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Tyler Volk. Tyler is a mortgage broker with Mortgage Architects based out of Calgary, Alberta, and he's absolutely killing it. How are you doing, Tyler? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you doing? Good. So if you wouldn't mind, just take a minute, tell us about yourself, and then tell us about your business. Well, I grew up in Saskatchewan and moved to Alberta about 12 years ago. I finished my university degree here in Calgary, and after that, I got into the mortgage business. I've been the mortgage broker now for about nine years, and since then, I've now owned and operate a team of 13 people under the mortgage architect's umbrella. Awesome. And so, uh, do you have a, do you mind sharing what kind of volume you guys are doing as a team? Uh, right now, we're sitting around 100 million a year. That's awesome. And uh, so what I'd like to start with is a success quote. So I find that quotes are a great way to distill a concept or an idea down into really short snippet. And so do you have a quote that has impacted your life or business? Yeah, I do. It might, it might sound a little cliche, but I, I really feel by following the golden rule is a great way to, to grow your business. Treating others how you want to be treated is one of my best practices. Uh, yeah, that is a great quote. I mean, yeah, in our business in particular, I, and I know from my dealings with you in the past that you're definitely, a, you're very humble, but a very smart guy who's uh, good at brokering. I call you the, behind your back, I actually call you the mortgage ninja. So, <laughs> But I may actually change it to the mortgage whisperer. I'm not sure. What, what do you prefer, ninja or whisperer? I'll go with ninja. Yeah, that sounds a little bit more manly. <laughs> so can you give me an example of this? You said treating others the way you want to be treated. Can you give me like a specific example of a time in your business or your life where you use that and, and it had a good outcome? Well, I apply the golden rule to my day-to-day -day life. However, I feel that it's really good to, to apply it into your business. I think that by giving the client the respect that they, they deserve is one of the best ways to, to grow your business. Um, a lot of clients come to me, uh, you know, they, they're they worried they, they have bad credit, they, you know, maybe they don't have enough income or not enough assets, and they, a lot of people take that, that as personal pride. Um, you know, giving them the same level of respect as someone that has a million dollars in the bank account versus someone that's just getting started, maybe went through you know, a few bad issues or bankruptcies, you, you got you to treat each one, each person fairly. By doing that, they're gonna really like working with you. They're gonna feel confident. Um, they're gonna, you know, be able to eventually close a deal with you. Right. You know what? That's that's so true, though. I find that it. Yeah, I've talked to people who've dealt with you know someone else and or maybe so, someone at a branch, and because they don't have a lot of assets or they kind of they kind of just might be spoken down to. And it, if you just treat everybody the same, then you don't have to worry about that stuff, right? Oh, for sure. It's it's the easiest way to do the business, and you know, then you're not just oh, I'm just going to work with these people because you know they're they're they got a lot of money. They they they're going to be a good fit for me. You never know what opportunity is going to create from you know treating everyone the same. And I you know, like I said, it's it's one of the best things to follow. So, do you have an example of say someone who came in that maybe that initially you know if we were looking at the money side wouldn't have been the biggest client, but then somehow turned into either opportunities or some some other thing that you didn't see coming oh yeah for sure I, I had a client that came to me not too long ago um, you know probably about a year and a half ago 
um, wanted to ask me a bunch of questions about you know, how mortgages work and how you can get financing, but you know, just from quickly talking to him, I knew he's already been to his bank and he was turned down. So he's a little bit apprehensive about giving me his application because he didn't want me to see all you know the issues he's had with his credit. Well. Um, he he went through. He had some some issues in the past and had a little bit of some, you know some gambling problems and it, it caused his credit to go down. And he admitted it to me, he, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And he said, okay, this is what you need to do. Um, taught him how to rebuild his credit, pay down, get his collections off his credit bureau, um, pay down all his debts. So, so over the last few months, he came back to me. He's done everything I told him to do, and now he's been able to get financing. So he's actually moving into his property in, in the next month. Um, turns out this guy isn't just your average Joe. He, he also manages a company that has about 50 employees here in Calgary. Well, since I've given him the credit counseling and the respect that he deserves, he started sending me all the people that work under him. So not only do I have him as a client, I'm now working with about 13, 14 of his staff. Dude, that's that's so awesome, and I, I totally can picture you. You're totally doing that. I mean, just take the time, show him this, and it's great that he followed the steps. I mean, sometimes it, you know, you give people the steps, but he did it, followed them, and then obviously became a, a fan of the Mortgage Ninja and decided that hey, you got to talk to my my employees. So good for you, man. Yeah, no, it's good. It always feels good when you uh, when you, you you walk someone through the the steps and they actually follow through with it it's it's actually rewarding one of the areas that i like uh, you know it's easy to do your your client that's got a credit and good income and works on a salary position those are the slam dunk deals but the tougher ones are the ones that are more rewarding for me mm -hmm. well that's that's awesome so one of the areas that i find that is failure and so as a business owner entrepreneur i've made some mistakes and i've learned some things and so i'd love you to share a story about something that you failed at over the last nine years of running your business and what you've learned from it? Well, um, you know, when I first started in the business, I, you know, I always thought that getting the best rate was the only thing that we had to offer. Although that is one of our biggest competitive advantages, um, it's not the only thing that we do offer. You know, chasing people down and, and buying down the rate and getting the best deal, um, some of those people are just going to take that rate and, and go to their bank and try and get one basis point better and then say, see you later. There's no loyalty there. So where I've learned from that is I've you know, said, well, what, what else do we have to offer? Well, there's, a, there's a whole other side to it, and that's the service. Uh, providing people with the advice they need, going through all the options with all the different banks, you know, not just the one bank that they deal with, but every other bank out there. And, you know, that's really worked for me. Uh, giving people good service, feedback, communication, going through all the different costs associated to buying is really one of the, the biggest things that I learned in this business. Yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's so true. So that's actually kind of, goes into my next question which is I find that successful mortgage brokers like yourself always have a process or a system and they're willing to make usually they make adjustments to it on an ongoing basis in order to keep it fresh and current and so you had said you go through the cost so can you share something about your process either a sales process or maybe a communication process that you have and um, something that you changed and how the what the outcome was like after you made the change well um 
Yeah, putting putting the deal. What I do now is uh, before I just kind of took each deal as they came in. Uh, wasn't as organized. Didn't have you know. I, I run a lot of spreadsheets to keep track of what my my closing dates. Um, you know, have reminders that come to me that tell me when we're ten days out to so make sure that that the lawyers be notified that you know, the lawyer that we're notifying the lawyer that the deal is closing in ten days. Make sure they have the mortgage instructions, all that kind of stuff. So before when I was in the business, everything was just coming in and, and you know, it was very scattered. Um, what I did is I took down, took the process down, I wrote down everything that happens from the day that we get the application to the day that the deal funds. And I broke it down basically on a conveyor belt and, and did it each in sections so that if if I have to leave or if I have to take take a, take some time off or whatever the reason is, that someone else can come in and start managing my my book so that we're giving the client the same level of service that they they need. So you know, if the application comes in, as you know, we try to turn it around within 24 hours. We contact the client, let them know how everything looks. Then the next step goes to you know following up with the lender, getting the approval uh, documents. But it's broken down so that we get reminders at each step in the game. That's you know going through that process with all my, with my agents and the team and then my assistant. Um, they really see value that because now they're organized and now they can feel more confident, not wondering oh when's that deal closing again. They know when it's closing. They know when they're going to get the deal across the goal line. So it find that doing stuff like that is really what you need to do to make it easier on yourself. Well, and your volume has, has grown, I'm sure, over the last nine years. And as the volume grows, the complexity increases. And so having, I love that picture of a conveyor belt, having a conveyor belt that if you walk away from the, you know, you've got to go to Mexico, because I think you did that a couple of times last year. If you have to go to Mexico, someone else can step in and be like, oh, I know where it is. And the file is on the conveyor belt and they can make sure that it gets to where it needs to go and, and stuff's not missed. So are those reminders, are they like automatically built in or do you just, do you set them yourself or just, you know, how does that work? Yeah, we, we, we have to set them. Um, I have a, a back-end system that I use and, and some of the stuff that comes automatically. So for example, um, clients coming up for renewal, it already, my, my system already tells me that. I don't have to manually input that. Um, but the, the reminders, uh, for for the 10 days out because you know everyone's got a different closing date so every file that comes in you know we look at the closing date as soon as we we know the closing date we we put the reminder 10 days out for the follow-up with the lawyer um also we we try to get everything condition free it's provided it's not a quick close deal 30 days before closing so that we can get the get you know give the clients the confidence the client doesn't have to worry about the financing anymore um so no it, it most of it is manually okay but it's it's obviously working and you're you're able to manage it and yeah yeah so it's good that's i like i'm, I'm gonna keep that in my head i'm gonna tweak my own business the thing i love about these interviews is that every time i do one when i'm finished i sit down and i go what's one thing i can one one idea that you said that i'm gonna apply to my business and because i don't want to just talk for the sake of talking i want to get better right so well that's the whole thing where we need to learn from each other in the mortgage business and you know by by sharing our secrets you know we're, we're not competing with each other we're competing with the banks right and exactly we like if you say we have 30 percent of overall market share of um, maybe 40 percent of new business but i i believe we can you know we can get that higher if we if we start working together a little better 
Yeah, well, creating the awareness too, you know, is, is a big thing. And every time I see a mortgage brokerage do marketing campaigns, I'm, I'm all about it because it's it's creating awareness to the mortgage side. Um, you know, we're, we we need to, we need more people to understand what mortgage brokers do. Uh, the loyalty to the bank, those days are almost over. Uh, the newer, gen- younger generations coming in, the people are starting to think more competitively. They're not all thinking, oh, I got I owe it to my bank. I got to deal with my bank on this mortgage. So creating that awareness is definitely what the mortgage industry needs to do. Yeah. And I find that demographically too, there's certain like the, you know, under 30 that totally, yep, got it. But if maybe over 50, it's, I, you know, I find sometimes they're the most reluctant to, they've been in that relationship with their bank for 20 or 30 years and, and, yeah. So. Yeah, 100% on that, and, and geographically too. Um, as I said, I'm from Saskatchewan. Um, the mortgage business is just starting to to grow in Saskatchewan. Uh, you know, there's a lot more credit unions there, and it's a smaller community uh, sense, even in the in the bigger cities, Saskatoon and Regina. And uh, you know, starting my business here in Calgary, and had friends uh, that were in the mortgage business in in Regina, I could see that. It, it's a struggle for them to build up the business because there there is that that loyalty feeling there just because everyone feels they need to deal with their credit union or they know their bankers personally and you know coming to a bigger center like Calgary you have you know people that work at the bank level um, the ones that are doing the mortgages you know they're you know maybe two three steps down the ladder from entry level and if they're good they're moving on right away because there's so much opportunity and you know you go to the smaller um, less popular areas those people are sitting in the, in the same shoes for a lot longer period of time so so the clients uh, feel that they owe it to them because they have that personal relationship so that's actually yeah. a very clever insight I didn't I totally agree I find that like I deal with the credit union in my my market's about a hundred thousand but honestly I the people have the turnover is crazy because anybody who's good is moving on and but in a smaller town there is nowhere for if, unless they want to leave town there's nowhere for them to go so they stay in that role and then really entrench you know with the with their community so yeah I, n- I never actually drew that connection that's pretty pretty sharp yeah that's for sure okay so in the, i've been the other thing i've been noticing i've been reading in the magazines and talking to other brokers and it's just this need to diversify your income and so is there any one area or product that you're cross-selling that's working or an area that you want to focus on in the next year well, um, you, you'll hear from from uh, you know for diversifying uh, like you, you're talking in just the mortgage business, like different ways to grow your income in. Yeah, or anything, man. Anything that are you anything that you're doing that's kind of working or that you're planning on doing, just so that we can learn and listen. And I, again, it's you know what whatever it is you're doing, don't. There is no right answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, like. First of all, in the mortgage business, I, I guess one of the areas that that I've been diversifying is uh, I'm becoming uh, you know more involved in the commercial side of it. Um, I've been doing residential mortgages now for like I said nine years, and the commercial side of it is an area that I you know I find challenging and and I'm learning a lot in in that business and you know getting referrals in the commercial side. I used to hand them off to other people, but now that I've been doing this for a while and learning from the other people. As I, I've been working through my referrals to commercial brokers, I've started to do 
it myself. Um, you know, you, you want to be able to offer your clients as much as you can. I mean, I'm not saying to be a jack of all trades and, and be a handyman and sell them insurance and sell them everything else under the sun, you know, stick to what you know. Um, but, you know, financing is, is relatively the same. It's just a lot more work on the commercial side. So by growing my commercial book, it's, it's also giving me an advantage just because if, you know, things slow down on the residential side, I'll still have those commercial clients. So that's an area within the mortgage business that I see that it's a good way to make, make money. Um, looking into the alternative uh, financing side, you know, a lot of people and the, the tighter mortgage rules coming out and, um, you know, if we, we find it's harder to get a client approved with the A lenders and, and you know, knowing the alternative side to it and, and what the B lenders have to offer and, you know, how we can do stated income deals or people with Bruce credit, get them approved and have, you know, having the knowledge of all those products is definitely something that is, is going to grow your business and earn you more money. So, well, like you were saying, you know, you've been doing this for nine years. So to expand into commercial mortgages is not, it's not like you're, it's your, you know, second year in and you've got the residential stuff down. I mean, it is changing, but you stay on top of it. And then so adding another type of lending is not becoming an insurance broker. So tell me about the last year in your, how's the split of your business? So in the last year, uh, my business, I then voted 85%. A and 15% B. And then what about, was this, which which side is growing, the A or B for you? Well, the, the B side has been picking up. Um, I'm saying that in the um, last year is about 15%. Well, in the last week, last week I sent in five deals to B lender. I've been growing that side just because of the tightening of the mortgage rules. So that's another competitive advantage that we have is the broker channels that the clients don't know where to go for the B lenders. You can't just walk into Scotia Bank and you know if you get the client say, oh here go to, you know if you go to this lender because you you don't have the best credit. Um, that's an area that you can really grow your business and and I see it growing because you know we've had the B20 Act come and now the B21's coming shortly. We might see the mortgage uh, business or the you know tightening up here in the future with the with the new guidelines that are coming out. Um, uh, a lot of people are worried that 30-year amortizations are going to be gone. Might tighten up on the at the uh, debt servicing ratios. You know, we're going to probably see um, them tighten even more, uh, which is going to create more need for the B side. And you know, by understanding the B side and knowing all the products, you're going to definitely going to be in a good position to grow your business. Yeah, no, I agree. I was at the I went to the town hall meeting a couple of weeks ago, and they were show. I was seeing how much home trust has been growing market share or like originations, and it's primarily B business. So obviously, there's a there's a trend happening, and so yeah, it's good to think about how you can position yourself in your market to take advantage of it. So another question I'd like to ask is, how do you run your, you're a busy guy, I know that you're, you're working on, you know, you, you're very involved in your files. And so how do you run a, your business and still, you know, have time for your wife and is your wife or your girlfriend? Wife. Your wife, right. And so you and your wife, and I know that you went to Mexico. So how do you, how do you manage that? Well, you, you gotta you gotta make time for it. You, you know, you need to have that work, work and personal life balance. Um, 
you know, and and this time of the year, April through to May, it's it's, it's the toughest part of it. It's you know, we're our, our busy season starts, the spring buyers market. Everyone wants to be in the house for the summer, get their kids moved over for schools and all that kind of stuff. And 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 also that's when our our mortgage renewals are up too. So we're dealing with the most renewals. So it, it is a busy time. And I have to admit, sometimes I'm working till 11 o'clock at night and up and back to work at 6:30 in the morning. Um, so you know you need that break. You you can't burn out. You need to have the time. And and really, what you need is support. You need to have a good team to work with. You need to have to rely on your your colleagues. Um, having someone that can can watch your business for you. And you know, like I said, having that conveyor belt so they can just pick up and and go into it and see where you left off and 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 take the deal to the end is very important. Um, assistant. Uh, when I first got in the business, I, you know, obviously didn't have the volume and I didn't have an assistant. But as I got busier and busier, I realized I need to have that that support. And uh, I, you know, I try to do it all from start to finish with each one of my clients. And I noticed that, you know, over time, they, you know, their their level of service was was declining. So bringing in an assistant will help you grow your business even though it's going to cost you some money up front and you're going to you know uh, you know you're going to be looking at your bank account and say oh i got to pay this this every month and um, over time you're going to free up more time to get new clients and, and grow it even more but you got to make sure that you're not you're not selling yourself short you need to take time off otherwise you're going to burn out and you're not going to be as efficient with your clients mm-hmm. take those breaks that you like that I know that you do so yeah now we're gonna move into the rapid-fire questions where you can answer these a little bit shorter so the, what was what is the number one thing holding most mortgage brokers back from being successful well, I think I touched on it a couple of times here with product knowledge um, a lot of brokers don't get all the products on the A and B side you need to know them you need to gain the clients confidence in that first phone call or first meeting uh, you know otherwise they're gonna walk and go somewhere else so they don't feel confident that you know what you're gonna do then if they're going to go somewhere else. So knowing everything about all the different types of products that, that you can offer is definitely a good practice. Now, you know, don't make a mistake and, and tell a client an answer that you don't know the answer to. If you don't know the answer, you know, be upfront, be professional, tell them, you know, I don't know this answer, I'll find out, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Right. Yeah. Product knowledge is definitely, and it's only become more complex, not less that I've found. I mean, I have, I've been doing it for eight years and yeah, it's, that's why I, I call you once in a while and I say, Tyler, what do you think about this? So well, yeah, same, same goes to you. I, you know, you have some deals, I had some deals there in BC that I need to talk to you about and, and didn't know what the local credit unions are offering. Like, like you said, it's just constantly changing. We, we all need to, to pull up our socks and stay on top of it. Um, but you know, over time you're, you're going to gain more knowledge and, and you know, if you're not sure of something, you can tell the client that, but ideally if you have the answers right away, they're going to like that a lot better. Right. And then do you have like an internet resource, a program or software that you use to make your business more successful? Yeah, I've been working under this uh, this resource. Uh, I use a tool called GoMax, and I've been using it for about six years now. It stores all my documents and each client's file. I can keep notes on it. It's also a CRM program. 
have for the clients, I, I can send them monthly electronic newsletters, send them you know what my rates are, what's going on in the market with average home prices, that kind of stuff. I also even send them little things like birthday reminders. That's also one of the tools I use that sends me my renewal date reminders. It's a great tool. So have you got any, just as a side note, have you got any business from some of those those automat, automatic tools? Well, I mean, you know, it's all internal. This is dealing with your existing client, but um, the monthly newsletter, I get business from that all the time. You know, it's sending my rates and what's going on in the market, and it's also keep reminding people who I am. You know, a lot of people forget about you. They forget who their mortgage broker is, and, and you know, if they're getting a monthly email from you, and, you know, they're... They know who you are. They they they've seen something from you. Even if they're not reading it, they see that email coming in, and they want to keep it because they know that there's some good information on there. So those people say, "Oh yeah, my my sister needs to buy a house now. Yeah, you should use my mortgage broker and pull up the email and forward it off to them." And I don't know how many times I get an email from someone with uh, my newsletter subject line in it saying, "Oh, so and so referred you to me," and so so yeah, definitely definitely get some leads out of it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I'm sure uh, the guys at GoMax would love to hear you saying this. So <laughs> I'll let them. I, I'll let them know. <laughs> There's like yeah, a little yeah, ad built right into this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so if you had one book that you could recommend to our listeners, what would it be? Um, the Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Success Principles. I haven't read that one. I'll put it on my list. And where do you think the industry's headed? Like, where's the opportunity? I think we touched on it earlier, but is there other areas that you're thinking or? Well, the industry, I, I, I see it growing. I think that, you know, providing more awareness to your local area about what mortgage brokers do, getting involved in the community where well, you can grow your own business. But I see the industry as a whole growing. On new new origination, new deals, um, we've seen the, the market share grow up to 40% this last year. That's coming from about 35, 37% in previous years. So that's telling us that it is growing and, and there's more need for mortgage brokers, just like we talked about on the B side. Um, but where the opportunity is, and, and if, we're, if you're just getting in the business, uh, where I would focus a lot of my time is with the new to Canada people. Um, newcomers, uh, it's growing each year, the amount of people that are coming into Canada and immigration. Um, those people more need a mortgage broker than a banker, because the banker's not going to walk them through the the steps and how to get it approved and, and what you need to build up your credit and how much money you need to save for the down payment. You know, if you if you can tap into that area and start working with the newcomers, that's an area that you're going to be able to, to be successful because those people are all first-time home buyers and those people eventually look to you for their renewals and, and you know, they're going to have other family members coming to Canada. So that's a really good area to grow your business. So the, the new to Canada market, yeah, that's not an area that I've uh, targeted, but it's I'm going to, I'm going to keep my ears open for it. So here's one of my favorite questions that if you woke up tomorrow and you'd sold your business in Calgary and you moved somewhere about the same size, maybe you moved to Vancouver and you'd sold your book of business. So you can't contact your past clients, but you want to start a mortgage business. What are you going to, what's the first three things you're going to do once you, uh, once you get in Vancouver to start growing your, to start building a mortgage business again? Well, 
networking is the one word I sum it up in. But how I do that is is you know whatever I'm involved in. And for me, I, I play a lot of squash. I get involved in the squash community. I get involved with my local community wherever I'm living. The community association. Um, start knocking on doors at the builders' offices and going to all the sales centers and letting everyone know what I do, my experience, um, you know, the service level that I can provide them, and and uh, you know, build up the clientele base that way, and then start then then the next thing I would do is I would build a successful team, and that's one of the one things about that book that I was telling you about is it talks about how to build a success team, and it's all about surrounding yourself with with other people that are going to help your team grow. Um, so you know, align yourself with a good lawyer, a good property appraiser, um, good realtors, um, insurance brokers. You know, those are all people that are going to be lead generators for you, but you need to have those people in place so that when you do eventually build up, pick up new clients that you can have, you know, give them the confidence that you can refer them to other people that are also going to make you look good because they're doing a good job. They're getting the deal across the goal line because it's not just the mortgage broker that, that uh, you know, takes the, the mortgage and gets it approved and, and uh, closes it. There's a lot of other uh, people involved and that's the lawyer, the paralegals, uh, you need home insurance, you need a home inspector, you need appraisers, you know, all that kind of stuff. But networking and, and building that team is what I would do and that's how I would get started. Networking and team building, that's great advice. And so a couple of last questions. So are you hiring brokers at all in your market? Yes, I am. Um, right now, I've had an opportunity to to meet with a couple of new agents, and it looks like they'll be coming over. I, I, I so although I'm busy, I, I do find it um, advantageous to grow the business. Um, I really, I really find that having more brokers in the team is is definitely an advantage. I mean, it is tough because sometimes you're getting bogged down with their questions, but um, you know, I, I do hire. I ideally, I, I, I do. A I like to have some agents that are new to the business and then some that have you know, years of experience. The ones that have years of experience, they kind of do their own thing. You don't have to really worry about them. Just check up on them every once in a while. Maybe they're going to ask you about where to take a deal here and there. But getting the new agents in is, is also important because without the new agents, we're not going to grow the business. You know, some of them may not work out. You know, you got to be patient with them and, and give them um, all the information and tools they need. But everyone one of them um, deserves that, and and they, once in a while you're going to find one that is going to stick, and they're really going to grow the business and find a way to 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 gain gain a market share. Yeah, that. Uh, and where can people find you online? Um, well, people find me um, online or through you know just through word of mouth. Um, uh, most of my agents are are referred either from existing agents that are in my team, uh, um, or through uh, clients that I've worked with. You know, say no, you know, you should uh, talk to this so and so. They just moved here from Saskatchewan. He was a mortgage broker in Saskatchewan. He'd like to get started here, or um, you know. But I, I mean, I, I have a website, but I don't really advertise on the website to grow the business. So it's it's usually inside the agents that I pick up. And if somebody's looking for you, so the other way they can find you, if they go to I Love Mortgage Brokering and type in your name, Tyler, and it's T-Y-L-O-R, they'll actually find the show notes. And I'll put a link to you there so that if somebody is interested in in uh, connecting with you about joining your team, then they can find you. So this has been a fantastic interview, Tyler. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a busy guy. And if you just had one last piece of advice that you could leave brokers, what would it be? 
Um, you know, take each day in stride. Don't don't get too stressed out with with the day to day questions and emails and you know things get really busy and you you start getting you get bogged down. But you know, every day is a new day and just focus on the important things and giving your clients the service that they need. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Tyler. Thank you. If you are prepared to take your mortgage business to the next level, there is only one place to go. I love mortgage brokering with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation, Scott Peckford here. Have you joined our VIP club for mortgage brokers yet? If not, you're missing out. We share exclusive content not available on the web or the show. We share scripts, step-by-step guides, and other insider tips to help you save time and make you more money. I can't tell you how many times after I turn off the recorder, a guest starts sharing some awesome advice or a script or, or a tip. And I take the best of this and share it with my VIPs. If you want to get on the list, visit ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. That's ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash VIP. Oh, and one other thing. Since this is exclusive for mortgage brokers, there is a skill testing question. Good luck, and I hope you continue to rock your mortgage biz.